0: Lee Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six
1: flags on the field.
0: Monday, September 18th. National Cheeseburger Day, which has been topical lately because I've seen that, you know, all these ads, Wendy's, 50 cents for the cheeseburger. I know one place is giving it out for free. Uh, McDonald's is, uh, what is it, a cent to get the cheeseburger? 50 from-
2: cents, Wendy's is a cent.
0: Thank you. Are you planning to exploit this trick? Is that why you might know about this? Oh, yeah. So what's, Absolutely, yeah. what's the game plan for that then?
2: I get as much as I can. That's kind of it. Yeah, not too complicated. So,
0: so it's down to the cheeseburgers for lunch all week. So hopefully
2: there's multiple yeah. to buy.
0: I think you've got. to... I was going to put them in the freezer. <laughs> I think you've got to have app the class. like the app though, right? Isn't that the system? Yes. So are you like already on those? Like you're you're ready to go?
2: No, I'll just do that tomorrow. I, I, yeah, I'm not much of a good pl- a planner in that in that respect. I know. Maybe you should probably do it when you get to the store. <laughs>
0: National Cheeseburger Day. Very, very topical. We are uh, taping during the Dolphins-Patriots game, if anybody had any qualms about that. I'm sure we can cut in if something crazy happens, or I'm happy to do that later. But week two in the books. Kim, what's the most interesting thing happening after two weeks of the NFL in your
3: books here? I mean, I'm I'm red hot. I hate to make it all, you know, that's the most interesting thing for me. I don't remember uh, starting a season like this, so I'm seeing the word. Uh, as for like the football i guess that's can't say i'm shocked about anything let's go
0: it, a classic no i'm not shocked about anything nothing can surprise me <laughs> yeah. exactly i i don't see how the answer isn't cincinnati here to be honest with you i know we've been saying we said last week not to panic they started slow last year they they couldn't muster up anything all day and i know we can talk all day about joe and the special treatment from the media but he's, got the, he's saying he's got the calf problems. And I know they got next week, Monday night, home for Los Angeles Rams. And I'm looking at the way that those two teams are playing, and I would just pick the Rams in that game. That's just how bad the Bengals have been. I know Adam's shaking his head, but this is a guy who didn't have a training camp and is nursing some form of an injury. How much you want to believe that is up to you. But they don't move the ball forward on offense.
1: I'm not going to say, like, I don't believe that he's 100% lying on his injury. Like, I I think there's some truth to it. Um, And they're playing, I mean, lost by three in a division game in week two. Like, I I don't think I'm going to overreact to that. I think um, this was expected to be a close game. Ended up being three points difference for the Ravens. So, not the most shocking thing to me. And I don't think this is a huge deal.
0: Well, I just think if you play that game a bunch of times, I think Baltimore laid the smack down on them. I thought Baltimore was comfortably ahead the entire game. And I think you're looking at spots in the AFC and I know it's only 2 weeks, but I just I don't like the way that they've played at all. Like they haven't shown any signs of getting close to point that they points that they were at to end last year and I know it's early, but this is a team that brought back the same also, pieces.
1: Also a good stat here is that
2: only 10% of teams that start the
1: uh, year 0 and 2 make the playoffs.
2: If you guys were to to make a mandatory ticket today, um, in regards to like one of these two teams is going to miss playoff, right? It's the Bengals or the Bills. Which team are you going to pick? Bengals. Bengals. But I think they're both making the playoffs. I mean, see, I would take the Bills. Yeah,
3: they did only win by twenty eight today. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, that's probably a good take. I
0: I think you're a serial Bills hater, which is fine. But they like to run. I I hate both teams. Yeah, that is true. I guess this is kind of like a bottom five bowl for you. But to me, I think that Cincinnati would be the like the very, very obvious answer. If he is hurt, and that would be some form of explanation for how he's played these first two weeks. Then, and he had a setback today, apparently. And I'm saying apparently because this is a what we on this show know in particular, this is a notorious cringe. will do anything to get attention person from the outside. So there is a chance that he is fine and there's actually no pain in his leg. But if it is a setback, I'm, I might be all the way out because they, they, they it has been abominable. I know you're a serial bills guys, bills hater, like I said, but I mean, they laid the smack down today. I know they had a tough loss week one, but. They didn't really leave any room for doubt today, I didn't think.
2: I, I think where I draw the decision is to me, the Bengals are still a more talented team than the Bills are. And like we've said, they've started slow at least last year. So I trust the coaching and I trust the personnel. I don't think any of their team has gotten, you know, less talented such that they would they would have a huge drop-off like this. Now, if Joe Burrow is genuinely hurt, obviously is an issue. But if not, I don't I don't really see a scenario where they don't write the ship
0: of the other Owen two teams i mean of the notable ones i think the most notable left is the chargers who i can't wait to give a kick in the teeth i picked tennessee today i'm very proud of myself for that i would like for everybody who was suckered in by seeing the little charger logo on the board only giving two and a half to speak on behalf of that pick which I, I think is just owen
2: I'm not going to put this on Justin Herbert. I think it's one of the worst coach football teams in, uh, and the defense is just, it's, it's like thinner than tissue paper. It, it, they are so bad um, and they can't play, you know, they can't stop anybody. They can't stop 8,000 year old Derrick Henry. So it's really disheartening to see. It really is because this is a thing that I like and a guy that I like, but they just can't seem to get the pieces around him uh, where they need to be. So it's just, it's disheartening. It's sad. It makes me sad i'll go back to
3: like uh my take on the week which is just it, not a lot of surprises i think like the chargers are who we thought a team that carries a lot of hype flashy i don't know if like being in a big market not that they have a lot of fans but i don't know what it is but every year it's about chargers chargers Chargers, and then they stink and they just can't get it done uh, especially in like close games like we saw today so wasn't surprised uh, and I don't like the season outlook. You know, like comparing the 0 and 2 Bengals to the 0 and 2 Chargers feels so much better uh, as a Bengals fan. So,
0: I don't give them a lot of hope. I don't think they're a team with much traction. And you know, it's funny that over time, I can't tell you how many times I've seen Justin Herbert with the helmet on the top of his head watching the game winning kick go through the post and then they cut to Staley walking towards midfield for the handshake. I feel like I've seen that like 800 times and I know that's impossible, but they lose the same type of games over and over and over. And Mike Vrabel wins those games and Tennessee, we can talk about them later. They're in the unserious, but I mean, say what you want about that guy, but you put him in with inferior coach and he's going to, Give him the work. It's just what he does. He just outthinks them. So, respect to them. But I agree that it's looking bleak. And every day that they employ that coach, I don't love their chances. But I think on a if we were to be a little bit nicer and on a more positive note of the two and O's, the unexpected two and O's, I think the names that jump off the Baker Mayfield cycle is definitely on that board. There's also the Washington Commanders who are off to a raging 2-0 start, as well as the Atlanta Falcons who have pulled together two home wins. I think those are all three sort of, I guess you could have pretty hot and cold views of, but Adam, which one do you think rides this 2-0 wave the longest and maybe gets a playoff appearance out of it?
1: I'm going to have to stick with kind of what we said in the preseason and go with the Falcons. I think they're kind of beat a legit team today i just don't really see it with denver and i don't see it with the bears either um like they beat a good packers team i think we're pretty happy with overall so i mean i know their uh their pass or their attack isn't very orthodox and it's kind of not what you expect in the modern nfl but i think that kind of makes them more exciting and i can see this team this division and getting into the playoffs and i think they're exciting they're like one of my favorite teams to watch right now
0: yeah, I would like to propose an idea. And this is a crazy idea. What are the odds that McVeigh actually saved Baker? What are the odds? Because I know we make the cycle jokes, but this is the best he's looked ever. Like, this is easily the best he's looked. He was doing a lot of stuff today. He read that one where he was falling down. I know he played the Bears. I, the Bears are king poverty. Um, but he's looking pretty good. And that deep, they have... Playmakers in that defense Makes stops I like the bucks I got to be honest I think he's actually Not terrible I, I think The cycle could be ending This is usually when the cycle f- kicks back In but I think we could be Exiting yeah. cycle
1: like I Feel like you said it yourself he you played the bears um, And like say what you want About the bucks but he's thrown at Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and you can Say what you want about Mike Evans being old but He's still a good receiver So I he he beat the Bears today.
2: Yeah, <laughs> there's a thing in like economics, and, and it's called a market cycle. And there's a point at which, you know, you get to sort of around the peak of the cycle, and people uh, start believing that it's a new paradigm, as in this, you know, this cycle's over, and there's just going to be prosperity forever. And I think this is where we're at in the Baker Mayfield cycle. Uh, he's he's reached his peak, and I think it's easy to say, you know, what he's played well for a couple weeks now. Uh, it's just going to carry on forever, but uh, I've seen this too many times uh, to, to to disagree with that uh, with the proven results. That you know what it's Baker Mayfield. He's been what he is his whole career. Uh, he'll keep in that way, but I want to give credit to the team because this is a this is a great. He's got a he's got a good supporting cast. I don't even know that he had to play as good as he did uh, for them to get the win.
3: I think the defense in Tampa is like serviceable, above average, probably. Uh, the running game looked good today, so I don't know. I, like, It's hard to say what really are the Bears, what are the Vikings. I mean, they both look bad, um, but I don't know if you can take the resume too much into account before you know about you know, all the different teams. So if you're like comparing them to uh, the Falcons as a 2-0 team, I see a pretty similar situation. Like, Got the job done. Uh, I don't think it's crazy to call the Bucks a borderline frisky team. Sorry to jump to helmets, but...
0: No, you can go ahead and jump to helmets all you want. I don't disagree with that assessment. I think Washington is definitely the uh, the lightest of the 2-0s. and O's. I think we could describe it that way, but still they're 2 and zero. so I guess some form of congratulations is in order for that. And NFC Beast, 7-1 and one combined record for Adams' top division, so something to be noted there. Still the best division in the NFL, probably. Um, but yeah, why don't we kick these helmets off? I think... Elite zone, there's five teams in there. And I think there is a discussion to be had about Cincinnati if we want to give them DOS boot, which, you know, I'm in favor of doing. 0-2, oh, I too. I can't say they're on the level of the other four. And I don't even really think the other four are that great right now, but they would lose to all those teams convincingly.
1: Yeah, I agree. And uh, not, to, not to fast forward, but I think we, by the end of tonight, we might have to add another team to Elite.
0: That would literally be fast forwarding time from when we're recording this, I think.
3: <laughs> Bill, let me ask you a question about the helmets. Like you said, you know, the Bengals would probably lose convincingly to all the other teams in the league, which I think is certainly true right now. But I don't know if I'm like prepared to make that statement about the Bengals in week fifteen through, you know, the playoffs. Like I still believe in their legs. So am I telling you where I think they belong at this point in time,
1: or am I speculating for the end of the year? i think the question is just are they
2: an elite team right now okay if that's the metric then yeah boot for sure but well what's the alternative metric like do you think they can become an elite team to me like what i think the
3: helmets are is like we're uh, and i'm just asking but we're taking what we have and what we know then making a guess about how the season ends Uh, and that's
1: like I, i just don't like either you th- if you think going to be in week 15 like what would have to change if you think it's just they need to like kind of get right mentally then that probably means they're elite right now you know what i mean unless you're saying they need to change personnel or something that's kind of how i see it well i yeah, think like th- it's gonna I, no, be the I, same group of guys
3: i think they need to get right uh and that's what I'm. And i mean right now they're not right and i i think they do lose convincingly to the other elite teams but I think they have the makings of a team that will go on to be elite. It's a regime that's trying to return to winning. It's not like an unproven you know, Detroit Lions or something like that where it's all unfolding.
2: Would it be accurate to to, to say uh, that they're an elite team that's underperforming? Is that sort of how you would describe them? Sure.
0: Yeah. I think that that's probably the best assessment of them. They're an elite team that's underperforming so they're not an elite team right now. Because like you say, there's no doubt that they can go on a run, but they just wouldn't have that success with the way they're looking right now. They Their first six quarters of the year, they didn't score a touchdown offensively.
2: Well, if we think they're an elite team that's just had two bad games, I think you leave them an elite, right? Um, I, so would, I, would to, I would be opposed to – be, yeah, and I, I tend to agree. I would be opposed to moving them unless we're genuinely convinced this is what they are, and this is a team that's not elite and they're not playing elite football. Is this team – an elite team that's not playing elite football or is this genuinely a team that is not elite that is not playing elite football and i think what you're getting at Caleb, is you, is you would argue that they're an elite team they're just not playing elite football right now meaning they're under underperforming based on what they are and i think what some of us some of the other people in this in this call might say is that they're genuinely just not the elite team they were last year and this is they're they're playing even if it is slightly below, they're playing close to what the actual potential and skill level is. Here's, And I I agree with you. Here's a crazy statement.
3: I think if we're doing a reflection of what we saw in weeks one and two, they're like frisky or
2: unserious. Like they've looked bad. Um, Absolutely. But I don't think that's fair to say because I don't think anybody thinks that's where they are.
3: Yeah, I'm happy to land on good. I think that's where you were getting at. And I am supportive of that. They're an elite team that's not playing up to their potential. So cut the difference and they, they land in good.
0: Yes, that's what sure. I would, That's what I want to do. I want to give them a motivation week. When they're taking on the Rams on Monday night next week, I think that they need a week down to lick their wounds and figure this out. And then maybe they can get back to being an elite team. Because they're not, you know, this isn't like a sound the alarm panic button for me. They still have Burrow and Chase and Higgins and all the same pieces and coordinators. So... You know, I don't think they're far from an elite team, but right now it would be disingenuous to say it's an elite team. So that's where I'm at. Okay, so they're going down. Of the four that I guess are in there, which one's the best? Who's King Helmet right now? Because I'll be honest, I'm not overly overly convinced by any except San Francisco.
3: I'll wait for Adam to and I'll endorse his answer.
1: Yeah, it's yeah uh, I think it's Dallas. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If the Niners, like we said before the show, they didn't even cover the spread, so they're kind of bums. So, I mean, Bro. I think it's got to be the Cowboys. Switch. They they uh, shut out a team in week one, and they scored 30 points on a so-called elite defense this week. So, I mean.
0: Wow, what a task against Zach Wilson. They they punched yeah, them up at home. I
2: don't think Zach Wilson's playing defense. I also but. don't think giving a million possessions to the other team. I think yeah. it's hard to it's hard to be an elite defense. Yeah, it's exactly. Playing like an elite defense. Cowboys Niners one a one
3: b. Like I think the Niners looked really good again, at least on offense. Not so great on defense. Uh, I think the Niners are uh, pretty legit, but maybe I'd give the edge to the Cowboys.
0: Yeah,
2: the AFC seems so weak. It does generally.
0: It really does, and Kansas City. I mean, did they fumble five times in the first half? I think they picked up three, but they were a mess again. Jacksonville should have had control of that game because they were gifted a lot of chances to take it. They just kept giving it back. And the AFC, I mean, we did all this talk in the preseason about how good the AFC is going to be and how Alex picked four AFC North overs, and here we are. I mean, it just, the NFC looks better still. So, I'm... I don't know who would have predicted that, but I think you're right that the two best teams are at least in the NFC because I don't really see it right now with Kansas City and Philadelphia. I know played on Thursday, but wasn't exactly a uh, bang up no. performance. So on we go. Good zone. There's got to be some go downs here. There just has to be. Uh, oh, and I know there's an obvious one. You go ahead and crush that one out the park. I'm just lobbing it in there for you to hit.
2: Yeah, the Chargers aren't an elite team. I was hoping that in the offseason they would have figured out some of their issues uh, from last year, but this is the same team. They're poorly coached. Their defense is uh, is bad, um, and they don't win close games. So in no way, like this team is clearly a cut below every single team in good. Uh, and They're probably, frankly, on the lower end of Frisky with the way they play. Like I... Again, I'm the biggest Justin Herbert fan in the world. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but outside of him, this team is just is is they're not good. So they, they need to be moved. I wouldn't say two spot, but I would say low low end of frisky fraud watch. Put him on put him on uh we, we could put him in on serious watch.
0: I think they have a good offense. I think they missed Eckler today. I actually think the Titans are are frisk, personally. That's jumping the gun, but I think the Titans are okay. I think that they, Chargers almost are at a Vikings type of unserious, where it's like I literally just don't take you seriously. Like you're frisk, but you're unserious. That's where I'm at with with the Chargers. So I guess that means low-level frisk, but I'm not opposed to unserious watch or just unserious outright, to be honest with you.
2: I can't I'd, say Unserious because of the Eckler stuff. Fair. I say that.
3: Fair. Agreed. I think like talent keeps them out of Unserious for now at least. Uh, but in a sense, to me, the Chargers are kind of uh what we discussed about the Bengals, but permanently. Like I think they're constantly a team that has the makings of a winning team. Difference being they've never shown it. Um and yeah, they're just it feels like uh in a constant state of underperformance. So I think frisky's probably the right play. Like I still think they have the power to uh be bad teams uh and have a chance every week but uh certainly unserious watch I think is in order.
1: I'm in agreement. Uh I think their definition frisky. Just plain and simple definition frisky. Yeah.
0: Buffalo did what they needed to do today. They're not getting too elite. We we we're not being fooled by them. They're on my shit list for a while after that Jets game. The Ravens I'm not against it. I thought Lamar looked really good, and I think Zay Flowers is is a huge difference maker. They haven't had this type of receiver. Knowing the Ravens, he'll probably be hurt by Week Five. But you know, this is a different type of piece to their offense, and I think Lamar looks great. I I know I'm going to be met with some resistance here, but I think they're the best good team personally.
1: I I disagree with that, and I disagree with movie uh to elite just yet I can see the I can see the vision and uh if, if we continue to see this for another week or two then I, I might be on a boat with you but uh for now I'd like to see some better wins and more resounding wins because the win week one wasn't uh exactly what I was hoping for and I'd like to see a bigger win. Yeah. <laughs> I just think they'd get shredded by
2: every team in Elite.
3: I'm not definitely not shredded but i don't think they're a favorite against any team and i like yeah. uh, i i agree with adam though i think they stay where they are i think they are like a good good team i don't know that better than the bills i don't know that they're like definitively the best good team but i think uh uh they're right where they belong i think there's another
1: good team too that
0: yeah well again we can't fast forward time but if we could <laughs> th- that would be pretty ideal right now um I, you can say that neither of them should go down, but I think there's a decent case for either Jacks or Detroit to get a kick down. That's my opinion.
2: I'm so out on that. I'm so on that. I think they're both good teams. And I think, I mean, the Lions played a shootout with, uh, Seattle, which it's a hard team to place. They're just, they're good teams. And I think we need more, more sample size to, to, to knock them down. I uh... I would be so opposed to knocking either of them down. (laughs) I agree with Owen
1: mostly. I agree on the Jags, and I I mostly agree with the Lions. But like I like I said going into this week, and the reason wanted us to take the Seahawks is I just think the Seahawks are the same team as the Lions. Like I I don't understand why there's a tier difference between them. I think they should be in the same tier. That's just my take. So yeah, I'm fine with leaving the Lions here. But if we do, I think the Seahawks are good. Uh... I, I, Owen, I like I'm not gonna plant my flag in either
3: team as like uh you know needing to go down what i would ask for is frisk watch on both uh because i'm out uh like i said i think it's early maybe to move down uh, i just want you to agree to frisk watch
2: i i can agree to that um okay. yeah i'm not gonna endorse any move down at this point but i'm willing to say i have a blind spot because i do love the lions so full full transparency i have a blind spot on that team at least
0: I think it wasn't a bad loss for the Lions today. Like that was a good game, and they rallied back after that kind of unlucky pick six. I know unlucky pick six is a bit of an oxymoron, but they still rallied back, got that game to overtime, put a good effort on the field. The blue bandana, or what? Not bandana, but you know what I'm talking about. The C.J. Gardner Johnson, uh, uh, whatever it is, bank robber mask, blue. Oh, the sheisty, the sheisty oh, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Wow, I went completely dino mode there. Um, but the Blue shysty, uh was perfect for Detroit, I feel like, because they're home to, like, the most overweight white guys going. So just seeing a bunch of the tailgate photos of those guys in the Blue sheisties was really worth, like, keeping them in good alone. I agree with Kalem. I think the Jags are chargers plus i think they're like oilers plus chargers plus i just think they're the same thing with a little bit more pizzazz i guess calvin ridley's a great player they have better receivers for sure but i don't coach better coach but i they're just a little bit better than the chargers in most boxes and then quarterback they're pretty even that's the way i see it
1: great take any take
2: on the seahawks i i was wrong i i last show you asked about the difference between or what I sort of the outlook for the for the Vikings versus the Seahawks and I think I got them flipped. I think the Vikings are kind of they're going to be the end up end up being like sort of a middling 500 team and I think the Seahawks are a bit better than I gave them credit for. Now do I think they're good? Like um I'm willing to say that I could be wrong here but I don't think they are. Um but I you know I do think that they're high tier for risky. I do think they're teams that could yeah, we could put them on good watch because I do think they're capable of outlasting teams when it comes to shootouts. I think that's kind of their brand at this point. Um, maybe to to an extent is, is they get in these high scoring games. I think Geno can hang. So I like I, I like them more than more than I did last weekend, and uh, I didn't give them enough credit. So I wanted to get out in front of that.
0: I think you just described a Frisk team. I think any given Sunday they can move the ball on you. Or they can have three yards in the second half at home like they did against the Rams. Like, they are textbook frisk to me. They'll they'll be around nine, ten wins, eight wins, and play a road playoff game, and that's where I've got them. They played an impressive game today, but, you know, that's what happens against the I think it would be kind to say, an average Lions defense. It could be a little bit worse than that. So, I mean, credit to them, but I, I, I think they're a frisk team. And they are on good watch, but... To me, they're they're definition Frisk. Adam, you maybe like them more than that, though.
1: I mean, yeah, I disagree. I, I I don't want to put the same case forward, but I I'm happy with putting them on good watch.
0: Okay, respects. I think maybe unpopular take, but I I think Owen comparing them to Minnesota is apt. I think Minnesota is also Frisk. I know they lost, no. but I think Minnesota <laughs> Minnesota moves the ball like. They yeah. don't, they aren't like but a Kirk
2: looks amazing.
0: Kirk is playing great football. They're not the best team I've ever Kirk's seen. Kirk's Numbers
1: look amazing. Kirk does not look amazing.
0: If you watch Kirk, he
1: doesn't look amazing, but they're not. I watched
3: it.
2: He looks great. Yeah. They're not on serious. Can't stop a nosebleed.
3: I think to say that the Seattle take of definition frisk, I agree with fully. and Generally like the agreed upon definition of frisky is can win every week. Um, Like you could see them winning any game they play. I think in the NFL, there's a lot of teams that fit that definition. So to me, the the differentiator between frisky and unserious is like I could see them winning every game and I could see them like charging forward and possibly making the jump to good. Uh, And with that said, I think Minnesota's definitely serious. Of course, they have a shot to win every game, uh, but I don't see them like really making a leap this year. I think they uh, are firm planted if that's a word in the bottom half
1: yeah i mean we were we were talking about it last week before they even lost this game i think we were pitching the case to calum that they don't have like any weapons and he named alexander madison who might be the worst running back of 32 starting in the league i just i this team has nothing to it it just has kirk cousins justin Jefferson. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and that's it. Oh yeah, those are two nobodies. Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I mean Kirk sucks.
1: isn't a big deal. Like, yeah, you have the best you have one of the best receivers in the league. That's all you
2: have. Agreed. Everyone else sucks. Uh, I don't give think... more credit to Kirk. And I think Kirk is, I mean, QB is a pretty big position too. And a poo-poo O-line, like a horrible O-line. <laughs> I think
3: uh I think the Vikings like I, I for them I see a gear that we haven't seen yet. I don't think they have another gear to unlock. I think they are. Pretty much given us what we're going to get
2: uh, two weeks in. I, I mean, they're worse than the Eagles, right? Like that's—I don't think
1: anybody was. Look at it. look at look at the tiers right now. Look at all the teams in Frisky. Would they be favorites against any of those teams? I wouldn't say they can. They'd be win dogs in every game. Of course,
3: Bill. I agree. They can't, like, of course they could win any of those
1: games. I have to rule, I have to rule them out against the Eagles. It doesn't mean I think they're in the same tier as the Eagles. I think they're favorites against the
2: Jets. I, well, I think the well, Jets, the shouldn't, Jets be shouldn't be there. The Jets are <laughs> count.
0: a flaming fraud <laughs> of the frisk zone.
2: I think they're, they're very possibly favorites against the, the Falcons if they're home. Like, to me, that's just that 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 horn just sort of fits perfectly in that in that zone. It just looks exactly where they should be right now. I'm, a, uh, but I, I understand. I mean, they got a raw deal because they played against the you know the Super Bowl runner ups so, and the Bucks. You know, every team's gonna look bad, but the Bucks. Bucks and we like the Bucks. The
0: Bucks are better than we give them credit for. The, the Bucks are borderline yeah, frisk right than now. the
2: Vikings.
0: I think they move the ball, but I think we're in a deadlock 2-2 two, two tie here. So I'm going to check who they play next week so we can figure out if we have like a promotion situation or, or a loser leaves town match. Um, Vikings
1: Chargers is an wow, absolute
0: that, ball week. That is yeah. a loser leaves town if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Holy cow. Let's put, them, let's put them both in the frisk zone this week and loser leaves town next Sunday. That is huge stakes.
2: It might literally be if the Chargers lose, Brandon Staley might literally have to leave town. Yeah. And Kirk so. might get traded to the Jets if they lose. Wow, please. Wow,
0: well, this is a headline game. It is going to be on the main TV. I'm literally I'm on pins and needles already for seven days from now.
1: And we just saw the Vikings play the Eagles. We get Bucks-Eagles on Monday. Ooh.
2: Oh, yes.
1: Thank you.
0: Bucks-Eagles, yes. I,
1: ke- yeah, I can't wait. Yes. You know what's better than Bucks
0: Eagles? Sunday night Raiders Steelers. Can't wait. Can't wait.
3: Uh, not, why would they give us put us through primetime two weeks in a row?
0: <laughs> why would they put North America through Primetime with the Steelers two weeks in a row? That's my question. <laughs> I wanna be
3: in like uh the morning slate, or better yet, put me in London and let's just get it over with early in the day while everyone's still <laughs> sleeping. Fuck's <Fox, geez. laughs> sakes.
0: No, I agree with you completely. It's uh
1: I just gotta say the the most incredible thing about this podcast I haven't seen Caleb stop moving since we started recording. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been like, sitting what around. are you
3: doing? I've been sitting around all day, so I'm walking and talking, getting some steps in. in and circles? Health, heart health, yeah, why not? You know, I respect I, it.
0: I do respect it a lot because I do that. Like, if I ever have like a job interview on the phone or something, like the like the prelim, I walk and talk the whole time. Like, I try to, you know, that's just how I go.
3: Yeah, me Stay too. Engaged.
0: Got a pace. Anybody you want kicked out, Adam? Go ahead and say the Jets. Let's just get this out the way. Send them packing. They'll never be back if as long as they have Zach under center. Yep, uh,
1: the Jets. And I nominated the Vikings. That didn't. Work, but yep, I would like the Jets to go down, please. Yep. Until they get Kirk in a trade.
0: I agree with you. I would like to see them get bounced. Um Aaron Rodgers, you know, there's there's very few people I wouldn't be surprised at the headline undergoing quote innovative surgery, but Aaron Rodgers unfortunately fits the criteria where nothing surprises me. So seeing that, I'm not shocked. Do I think he'll be back to play? no he's almost 40. that's that's my answer he will not return in four months from Achilles surgery I'm going to go out on a limb on that that's my take
3: I'm shocked in the fact that he even went with surgery like to me that's very Western medicine I would have seen him taking a run at like some sage or eucalyptus oil uh at least for a couple weeks and you know uh reassess but uh, yeah, no, I guess not the most surprising headline. Obviously.
2: Well, do we know who's doing the surgery? Is it uh, Western? It's the guy. It was, it, it, it's no, Kobe. it's the guy. It's the guy who it's did Kobe's, guy. yeah. Okay. Okay. He did Kobe and he did
1: Brady. He did Brady, yeah.
0: Well, my dad, the way it was explained to me, my dad's torn his Achilles, and so he's always interested whenever somebody tears his Achilles. So here's how I'm going to describe it to people. Dr. Phil, the... Achilles is like a rope on the back of your leg and when it rips it's not painful because it's just like the rope has pulled apart and separated. Now naturally the surgery is to bring the rope back together so if you are connecting the rope back together it needs time to just basically come back in and form together or the other option is you don't have surgery and naturally over time they connect together. So I'm not really tracking why Aaron Rodgers throwing a plate in the back of his ankle or in the back of his foot is going to bring this closer together quicker. I just don't really understand how that works. That's where I lose my doctorate, but that's my take on the Achilles. Just if I can provide some background.
3: I can explain it. It's like, what's stronger, a rope or a chain? Interesting take by Phil describing the Achilles tear as non-painful because it's like a rope inside your body tearing yeah I, mean,
1: that, if I don't you know you
3: describe something that is
1: painful. I think there's better ways to explain what's not painful but that what that didn't really capture the uh, the idea
0: well to anybody who has torn their Achilles and again I'm not one of them but you see it all the time in sports like Kobe shot free throws on his torn Achilles I mean Clay Thompson did the same thing too like it's right. not that painful of an injury. Like it, you yeah, can walk away it.
1: Neither of us are arguing that it isn't, isn't, isn't not painful. It's just the way that you described it, not being painful. Didn't really work.
0: Fair point. Fair point. I'll take an L there. That Sorry, was my Phil. bad.
3: Sorry, Dr. Phil. It was still a good, <laughs> it was a good uh, tidbit. I didn't want to throw you under the bus.
2: No, no, no. I, can, I, does I anybody remember. know Dr. Phil, do you know the difference between a ligament and a tendon? No, I do. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Dr. Adam.
1: Uh, a tendon, a tendon attaches bone to bone, and a ligament attaches
2: muscle to bone. So, are ligaments or generally, maybe it's? The, let me fact check. Are, oh, no. oh. are ligament injury is generally more painful because I've torn or at least damaged my UCL, and that was incredibly painful. But maybe it's just the quality of the of the tendon being. Okay. Okay. A ligament. That's being a
1: ligament is it. bone to bone, and a tendon is muscle to bone. So, a tendon moves. Like, your patellar tendon is your quad attached to your shin, and that's what kind of lifts your leg. But a ligament is just bone connected to bone. You're a smart enough guy. Think about the root of the word ligament. Oh.
2: Ligature? Leg? I'm not a smart guy. Ligma nuts, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> swish!
1: Let's, uh, go, yep. let's go. Let's go. Let's wow, go. That's why Adam's you bring... mad he didn't come
2: up with that one. <laughs> yeah,
0: Adam's let's steaming go. right now.
2: Wait, did he get me or you, Owen? Or oh, both? he got. Well, he definitely got me. I don't know about. I you. got Owen. I was I was targeting Owen. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a 15-yard penalty for targeting. I would say, but it was a swish, yeah. and it, that's why you bring Caleb on. Yeah. He brings this type of joke. He's been looking to get it done, and he got it done. That's an elite zone.
2: Wow that's adam's bread and butter and he's been on the show for years and he hasn't been able to pull one of those off that's great that my bread and butter like three years ago for two weeks calem that's, that's not true calem does this week you did seven times no a no, day. no you did what no you did one of this these to me on the phone a month ago you called me up to make yeah a joke that about was it. the one calem did it to me and then i called you to do the same joke oh, so to you, you had to because uh... it to you you didn't yeah. want to. It's like right. one of those uh okay.
0: well, did you ever used to get those emails that was like send this to 10 people right now or like your family will die in a fire. That's what Adam was doing with <laughs> yeah. this joke.
2: He had no choice. Yeah. Yep.
0: It was a forced pass on. Somehow that that conversation <laughs> was the result of the Jets going down to serious. So that's where the Jets ended up. I'm not, you know, I think we have the Packers and the Falcons squared away. I would say with the Falcons, not a convincing 2-0 because He's made, Arthur Smith makes Kyle Pitts a backup tight end. Desmond Ritter, I'm going to say up and down would be a nice way to describe the way he plays. Mostly down would be what I would describe it as. Um, And somehow 2-0 and and they just win these games. I guess respect, but I'm not sold. But frisk zone, sure. We do have a lot of housekeeping in the unserious bracket because I think we're at a crossroads here. There's two two 2-0s in there. And we have to determine if we're going to promote Tampa Bay or Washington because they're two and zero. I'm not opposed to Tampa Bay. I am opposed to the, to the commanders. I don't take them seriously, but there's a lot of teams in there that could merit some form of promotion. So I guess Caleb, which helmets stick out to you as ones that could go up
3: Tampa. uh, But if I had to pick one, it's Rams. Uh, I think the Rams have been, like yeah. very good on offense. I think they had a Super Bowl hangover, maybe an injured Matt Stafford last uh, last year, uh, and this year they've been good. Um, I think the Rams are a definition frisk team. I think they have uh, even another year. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think there's a several. I mean, I would promote New England, Tampa Bay, and I wouldn't be opposed to promoting Washington because this is. I mean, this wasn't you know Sam Howell has played very few games, but he's I mean he looked okay today. Uh, they're well, their defense made some they needed when they sort of needed to make plays. Um, I guess the hail mary notwithstanding, um, and they're two zero, so I wouldn't be post moving them up. However, I, I feel less conviction about them, and I know the Patriots are an approve it thing, so we can't we can't really make this judge until next time, but. I just want to reiterate, they they need to be up there.
1: Yeah, Washington beat the Cardinals and the Broncos, but I agree oh, we I should mean, we should move the Rams up and we should move the Bucks up and uh, the Patriots up. Like I I I wouldn't mind moving up uh, both members playing tonight.
2: So. I I also want to say the Cardinals are making a case; t- t- they're charging. To
0: that serious no. zone <laughs> They're not <laughs> No, They absolutely are not charging to unserious <laughs> You made that sound like
2: they Josh were... <laughs> Dobbs is legit
0: <laughs> You made that sound like they were secretariat Turning the corner into unserious I think they are firmly at the back <laughs> of the pack They gassed a 28-7 to lead at home So I don't think they're charging on serious, but I, yeah,
3: but I mean, sorry, Phil, does a poverty team usually get a 28 to seven lead? Like I I don't think Owen's like way off. I think they at least have to go closer to the giants. I mean, that was as close as a game can be. I think it actually reflected poorly on both teams. Oh, Um, but I think there has to be a mover there. I don't know. They're
2: beating Carolina by a touchdown today, yesterday, and tomorrow. Yeah. Let's Let's be, let's be real. That's just untrue. That's just factual.
1: We're gonna find I out think,
0: tomorrow, but I think you listen, said we had we
1: had three, four, maybe five teams in Unserious last year. Like they've won games. They got out to big leads, but uh, or sorry, in poverty. I mean, like they get out to big leads. They win games, but at the end of the day, you know, you blow a twenty-eight to seven lead. You're a poverty team. You blow it to the Giants too. Like, I don't care no. if you got out to a lead. I just don't care. You're right. a poverty team. Yeah, I'm not going to argue on that.
0: Yeah, let we can we can finish that in a second. I'm not against Patriots up. I'm not against Rams up, and I'm not against Bucks up. So I think we kick. I think we boost all three. I think there's two games of sample size that those three teams are frisk. Washington. You can have debates about that, but I think those three teams are frisk at least.
2: Are we not ready to, to have the Tennessee conversation I'm, I'm gathering?
0: No, I, I think they're a frisk zone team as well. I like Tennessee. I think that they play well against teams that are at their level or worse. They just don't play well against good teams.
1: I think that's called being unserious.
3: Agreed.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: I like my frisk. I like my frisk teams to have playoff chances. And I think I guess you could say that about Tennessee, only in the sense that I don't believe in the Jags. Uh, but like I don't think uh, that they're a wild card team. I feel the same way about the Vikings. To me, that's kind of an unserious. Uh, so the the top three Phil, that you listed off, I think, are good promotions.
0: Okay, let's kick them all up. I'm 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 liking that. Commanders, I guess, will stay for this week. I feel bad doing that to them, but I it was an impressive win today but I think that's more of an indictment on the Broncos who were just terrible
1: in the second half.
0: And I'm, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: I'm, I'm down. I'm down. I'm
0: I'm saying I'm down. I, I'm, I take them so, so unseriously that they are in a state of poverty. They're in a perma state of poverty.
2: No doubt. I'm down. I don't have a super strong conviction on this one. So I'll, I'll just kind of go with the group on this one.
3: I do have a super strong conviction and I don't even want to pollute uh, the ears of our listeners by talking about the Broncos. I think they're just pure poverty. Send them down. UNICEF.
0: UNICEF.
2: Son. Is this affecting Sean, Sean Payton's legacy, though?
0: Mm, I don't know. It seems uh, like he's...
2: That's a situation he couldn't fix.
1: He tried and he couldn't. Yeah. But we Even read... though it's been two weeks.
0: Yeah, but we read those stats, and when Alex and I did the AFC West, I read those stats that said... In Denver since 1990, in weeks one and two, the Broncos are 35 and four, and they went 0 and two. So, <laughs> i I don't know how to describe. And they, it's not like, oh, you ran into the Chiefs and the Eagles. No, you had the Durs and the Raiders, who are both very, very beatable <laughs> opponents in games that you should have the advantage. Also, shout out to Colin, an 0 eight start in uh, the Blazing Five Heat. But that's just better for us because we're extending our lead on our Blazing Five. So I'm not exactly cheering uh, for him.
1: I know the game isn't over yet, but now that we've gone through all the helmets, I would like to propose Miami to be on Elite Watch. They are on Elite Watch. Yeah. They are already? Then they should be Elite if they were already on Elite Watch.
0: No.
3: They scraped past the Chargers, and now they're like handling business
2: against...
1: Like seventy percent of people thought they would lose.
2: Yeah, A and B. Patriots are our second half team. Yeah. Okay.
1: We can't. Well, yeah. I think they should but be on elite watch then. Yeah. We they are. On a we have. Watch. They're the best team in good and one of the best coaches in the league. And I think they one of the be best in, They will be in elite shortly.
0: Yeah,
3: I
1: hope you're right, I, but I'm not prepared to sign off on that.
0: Here's the problem. The, we need to see the full game because the Patriots could easily come back in this second half. we got to see what happens, but I'm not against the idea. I think they're as good as Baltimore, who I think is the best team and good. I guess I know Cincinnati's in there now too, but you get the drift. I do think if you have a young quarterback now, it's kind of like a boost. I, I would so much rather have these young guys than I would rather have these old guys because I watch – cj stroud today and i don't think the texans will be in poverty that long if he's under center he's just good and same with richardson if richardson plays then the colts are not going to be they're going to be a, a rock throw away from frisky they're not going to be that far out like those young quarterbacks are enough to propel you forwards Howell looks good for washington like i would so much rather just roll the dice with those young guys than i would with somebody who i know is bad like zach wilson which i know the jets are kind of in a no-win situation but I I think that this all makes Justin Fields look so much worse. The fact that all these other young quarterbacks come in and I'm impressed and he just can't put anything together. I know this is sort of merging the unserious zone and the poverty zone, but I just another inexcusable performance and I'm ready to say it. In fact, he is bad. I think I'm I think I'm all the way out. I would still like to see him succeed, but congratulations Let's to go. Adam. Adam was right. He is just bad.
1: But, yeah, I mean, I've been fighting this battle for a couple of years, and uh, it's nice to see that finally we can agree that Justin Fields just is not it. If I
3: can uh, get a takeoff on DJ Moore, I think he's in that same, like, uh, Allen Robinson window. The more I think about it, maybe the best thing that can happen to you as a wide receiver is to always play with bum quarterbacks. Because you look at a guy like Allen Robinson, who I guess he was with Stafford maybe for a year in – yeah but la. But regardless
0: his prime was not with anybody
3: historically bad quarterback play and the same can be said for a guy like dj moore and it leaves this like cloud of speculation like oh no he is good he just like has had bad quarterback play um i don't i don't know that dj moore i think he's every year oversold under delivered but
1: yeah i actually went through this exercise with luca the other day we We agreed that he would be the wide receiver one on six teams in the NFL. And on a lot of those teams where he wouldn't be wide receiver one, those teams have two or maybe even three receivers better than him. So like, he's not the top 20 receiver that, you know, everyone tries to kind of sell him to be. Would you say he's on the same plane as like Terry McLaurin? I'd say he's like close. I would take Terry over. I'd say he's kind of like Michael Pittman. Wow, that's
2: I, I I I disavow that.
0: Uh I think he's like I don't know, Deontay Johnson-y. Like I don't think he's okay.
1: yeah. it's Like Brandon a, Cooks. Yeah. This is Brandon Cooks is
2: good.
3: <laughs> I had like a uh what's that kind of thing they call it? uh cerebral reaction. That's not it. But anyway, some sort of like emotion came out of me where mm-hmm. I wanted Visceral. to stay visceral visceral thank you i where i wanted to say no deontay johnson is better but i think it might be time that i uh i say that yeah he's he's probably about dj more
0: yeah which is just he could be better than that but nobody's here to hear the deontay johnson analysis it's just but i'm with you we think he could be better but he isn't i think it's a great disrespect though to say because there's levels to this there's levels of bad receivers with bad quarterbacks like larry fitzgerald was the best receiver in the league and he didn't have a quarterback for like five, six years. These guys who get grouped into that, th- they're not on his level. I th- Or a Calvin Johnson, you could even say the guys that have underperforming quarterbacks who should have had like Brandon Marshall for years had nobody. This is the type of city. Those guys deserve the credit. I don't think DJ Moore is on that level. He's down with like the Alshon Jeffries and the, what's his name? Allen Robinson, like you said. So, but yeah, that's just one man's opinion. Anything else you want to do in Unserious though? Any demotions other than Denver? I'm not against the Giants, just being honest. The Giants, they're not fooling me. You're not that guy, pal. Verbal meme, they're not fooling me. So
1: uh, I think they, they're Unserious. I don't I don't think yeah. they're at that point yet. I agree. It depends what
2: what's going on with Saquon, but I think it's just, it's like the whole team is fighting on one end of the tug of war and then it's Brian Dable on the other side, dragging them towards poverty. <laughs> Agreed.
3: Oh, and I'm glad you brought up Brian Dable. I had a like very fun moment today and they were calling a timeout uh, to put it away and kick the field goal at the very end. So they're letting the play ca- clock rather run down to one <laughs> second and he's standing right beside the ref. And I love, to me, it's like, seems obvious. You would just tell the ref, Hey, let it get down to one. And then we're calling a timeout. But I love I love the fact that he actually has to stand there right beside him, watch it together, boom, and then press his hands together to call the timeout. That for me is a beautiful thing uh, in football. But on series is probably good. Yeah, I did
0: see. I'd completely forgotten. Do you remember when they hired him? They posted that video of him getting out of that blue truck and then <laughs> walking into the facility, yeah. and then somebody when they were down. Because you know they started the season being outscored sixty to nothing on aggregate. Somebody posted the video in reverse of him walking back to the to the blue truck and then driving away, and it was just a classic laugh. Like that was just a classic common swish by the guy who made that. So shout out to that guy. But unserious is fine. We are kind of in a weird spot because the Saints, Panthers, Steelers, and Browns haven't played. I like the Monday night doubleheader, <laughs> and I wish they did it every week. That's my take. I think it's fantastic. That's just me.
2: Disagree. I mean, I feel like you'd. I, I'd just rather they spread out the games more just because you get a whole ton of games. You can't really pay attention to all of them. You're just kind of getting like, bits and pieces of all of them. I'd rather they just spread them all out. Yeah, like are we going to get Red Zone
1: going during the night like double games? Like what am I going to do then?
2: Well, like put it on a Tuesday.
3: Pick, go picture and picture, switch back. You should see me on the zone. I was flying. I basically was Red Zone. But I agree. I think the games, especially before the buys start, to me it's like throw two in primetime, Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night. Watching one single football game that's on TV is one of the worst hells. Like, you, you're indoctrinated with Burger King ads and, like, other horrible commercials. It's constant commercials. Having a single game on stinks. I'm usually missing two games, maybe three, where I barely watch a snap. Uh, spread them out. Are
2: you anti-red yeah. zone, Calum?
3: i hate red zone but oh. you
2: need to though you're right because and you need them to kind of be sort of staggered so it's like yeah you get the big commercial break for one and then the other one you have action and then you just flip between them that's that's really is like that's heaven right.
3: agreed if we go yeah. quad box uh and that's kind of perfect you can jump into anything red zone for me like there was a time and place for it all the rage for a few years uh but at the end of the day like what did you take away from watching a session of red zone nothing you saw only highlights you don't truly know how any of the games went i'd rather you know stick to four games uh, and actually <laughs> you know stay with
0: a yeah. uh, football guy i completely agree with i you. love red zone i i don't really like red zone that much i think it just kind of hurts my head after a while but the sentence. I'm just gonna stick to four games. Was was pretty
3: spectacular.
2: <laughs> well, the other thing with red zone that's dangerous too, though, is it, it'll just you'll be on the couch and it'll be like it'll it's just switch. You know, it'll transition from game to game, and and then you know it's morning slate, and then all of a sudden you'll be in the afternoon slate, and it'll be five p.m. and it'll just be your days done. So I like yeah. the when you're watching a game, you have natural breaks where you can be like, hey, I need to go do the laundry or like you know that's the true because i i you know. feel like
1: i'm sometimes on red zone and i'm like oh i need to go do this but like i can't right now because they're in the red zone the Chargers and then it are switches in the red zone yeah. to team. That's <laughs> awesome. and then i just get stuck in an infinite loop and four hours the later like, just i still haven't hunt. fed
2: my cat so
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that's <laughs> the exactly
2: the, yeah the cat's about to die it just... verbal, hold on hold on verbal meme. it's the mom in the <laughs> pool with the kid chargers touchdown uh browns Blocked front and then at the bottom of the pool is uh, Loki with no food. Just eating out of an empty, empty bowl. Licking the carpet. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had this moment today where I was watching, I forget what game I was watching. I think it was the Jaguars game because I've veered off of red zone for this season. And I was like, like it went to commercial And I'm used to having Red Zone on and being like, okay, like if I do something, I got to do it quick. Like I got to get back down to the Red Zone because Anthony Richardson is driving. But today I went up and I filled up my water and then I came back down and it was like, oh, I missed like 20 seconds. We're still a commercial. We still got three minutes to go before football's back. That's just what Red Zone does to your brain. It just gets in there. It's like an addiction, like crack. So
3: all this talk about getting up and doing things, like Owen said that Red Zone can steal my day. You know, it's not up for grabs. My day is what it is, and I'm going to be locked in that couch, morning slate, afternoon slate, maybe take a walk, play beach volleyball in between, you know, afternoon and the Sunday night. But then I'm right back where I started. I think halftime is for uh, washroom and, you know, duration.
1: Who is (laughs) your like weekly beach volleyball crew that you you keep? No, that was a one off. That was a one off. That'll probably never happen again.
3: (laughs) But you need to get moving uh, at some point
2: but yeah, I don't disagree.
0: Not on Sunday.
2: Caleb, we don't need to talk about this now, but before the end of the show, I want to hear your Goudreau story. I I just, Oh yeah. Okay. For sure.
0: Yeah. No, let's just do that now because the update on that story, uh, the update on that story today, um, Mike Babcock resigned. So very exciting stuff. Um, He couldn't make it to practice number one, which is tough. Usually, you know, Coaches get that leash. They get to the first day of training camp. He couldn't do that. But Caleb said last week that he missed out on telling his Johnny Goudreau story, who now looks like the best teammate ever because he was the guy in the media who said, no, it wasn't awkward. We had a great meeting. I still can't wait for this season. So I bet his teammates are really hyped that uh, he went out and did that because now he looks like the hero. But anyway, Caleb's Goudreau Well, story. I did.
3: Let me first give a take on that, if I may. And you can Go cut ahead. this in post. But – uh Ryan Whitney was talking about how, you know, the player feels like they have to do that given Babcock's track record of just being like a complete psycho. Uh, if he comes out and you know, against Babcock, but then somehow the team keeps him around, then he's completely hosed. So you almost like you can't totally hang it and say, Oh, Goudreau's a bad teammate. Uh, he's might just be looking out for his own neck there. So, but my Goudreau story, which I'm realizing I certainly oversold. This was, uh, back when he was with the flames and they made like a playoff run. So I guess it was his last little stretch with the flames and I was just starting a new job. So you're kind of getting the lay of the land, meeting people every day. And I go to heat up my lunch uh, and I find myself in a conversation about the flames and Goudreau had scored the night before. So that came up and the guy that I'm talking with, who's a bit of a, uh, strange cat i don't think he listens to the show but uh he he tells me you know you kind of look like Johnny goudreau and i i don't think that's true but i told him i was like oh thank you and then he says no i don't like Johnny goudreau which is a, a very strange way to meet someone <laughs> to just i don't know compare you to someone that they don't like but That's really my Johnny Goudreau story. Oh,
1: good. Yeah, see, I thought he was involved. Well, I kind of, you weren't like six foot two. I kind of see it. I mean, that wasn't really the takeaway. It's more
3: who the hell does that? You remind me of this guy. I don't like that guy. (laughs) That's just such a weird way to introduce yourself to a colleague. Different strokes.
0: Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah, when you said Goudreau's story, I thought you like saw him in a bathroom somewhere and he like roughed you up against like the, the, the air dryer and was like, you know, gave you the talking to that's what I was kind of hoping.
3: Hence, hence the oversell and probable uh, leave on the cutting room floor (laughs) that that story was.
0: No, no, it's in. You don't get that's in there. Well, I don't think there was much else going on. The Jays got super lucky this weekend, getting that sweep of the socks. And then what are the odds that the Mariners and the Rangers also get swept? I mean, that is just, I, th- that is one of the great turns <laughs> in a three-day span. From hopelessness to like playoff favorite was uh pretty stark. So I guess we're going to get some playoff baseball around here. I don't want to get too cocky, but things are looking good for you, Owen, I guess.
2: Yeah, there'll be extra ball. That, that's kind of where I'm going to... Yeah, I'm not excited necessarily. I'm excited for extra ball, but uh, this team isn't really... This is not a World Series team. This is not a, se- um, uh, a DS team probably so i'm gonna enjoy the extra ball but i'm i'm staying sort of in my on my heels on my skis here i not trying to get too far in front because this is not a good baseball team
0: good that's the right a- attitude i think you need to have and i think y- you won't be disappointed with any outcome if you have that spirit but it is the yeah. blue jays so you probably will be disappointed by an outcome but that just is what it is that's just the game that's ball yeah. um as we did last week, last thing I want to do, and this doesn't have to go to anybody on here, but if you feel like there's somebody, I guess, in the NFL or in life that you want to give some more respect or maybe you want to come after, I guess, go ahead. kill them. This is, this is kind of in your wheelhouse because I feel like you have the most on the tip of your tongue at all times.
3: Well, I'll say sorry to you and the rest of the 49ers. I don't know how we talked the whole episode and didn't talk about that cover. I guess that was kind of in the pre-show uh what a cover of seven and a half only to find out uh that he faded me and went with the 49ers. So I guess I apologize to you for the horrible beat but you know be, maybe you throw that right back for not riding with me Yeah Your no
0: call. apologies um that was my bad <laughs> hand up um I should have I should have listened because you've been hot verbal meme Vince McMahon he was special um you've been on fire so. That's my bad. I should've I should have gone with you. But yeah. And I know we were talking about this in the pre-show, but to me, I got no problem with kicking that field goal. It only looks better for you if you lose by one score at the end of the year, because every summer I sit here and read one score games. If you can kick that field goal to nub yourself an extra one score loss, and they played well in that game. It's one thing if they were down thirty to zero and then got it back, but they played well, so I have no
2: problem with it. Yeah. You take the moral victory every time.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm with you. And I think I want to give my respect to Mike Evans. I think this guy had a 170 yards today. Um, I've been a hater. I can't lie. But I used to love this guy at AM. and And honestly, the more I think about it, football Hall of Famer, to be honest with you, like what a career. And I never think of him like that. But I just kind of thought about it today. And I was like, damn, that guy really did like 10 years in a row of like, Top level NFL receiving and he was kind of bad last year but it looks like he's made it up with just another timeless season so respect to him I hope he gets the bag and I, I wish he would just it's kind of like a Fitzgerald thing because the Bucks are just such an anonymous team I know he's worse than Fitzgerald but just respect to that guy
2: Bill 2022 Brady or 2023 Mayfield
0: 2023 Mayfield Brady was bad last year and Baker's on fire
2: Okay, yeah I'm with you
0: Adam shakes his head Anybody you want to go to on?
2: Um, I wanted to apologize to all the Justin Fields haters. Um, I mean, that would be Adam. I know I've been, I've been eating some humble pie, um, but there's a few other people that one in particular who definitely doesn't listen to this show. Um, but if he ever does, uh, I'm sorry because, um, I really wanted Justin Fields to be it. I really tried to to ride with him and stick with him, but he's not who I thought he was. So I apologize to all the people who I tried to, to to convince because I was very heavily in the wrong on him.
0: Yeah. That's big of you. No, Thank that's, you. that's the only Thank way you. you can handle this situation. You got to get in front of it because I'm with you. I, I'm out. The pick six he threw at the end of the game was abhorrent. That was absolutely horrible.
3: I'm out. Adam makes a good mention in chat. What is he now? Two week wonder? Legit?
2: Yeah, what's mm-hmm. going on there? Uh well, yeah, I mean do it do it do it for 16. Uh take on the trophy and uh you and I we can maybe I just want to shout myself out. I mean, won
1: all three of my fantasy matchups last week, won all three of them this oh, week as God. well. Uh just kind of I received my apology all. to Adam.
0: Yeah.
2: Rescind it. Scratch for the record.
3: I guess to Adam on the uh, to piggyback off Adam's apology, I would apologize to the good people at Bet 365. Like, what are they gonna tell shareholders? They're gonna have to ban me outright. So are <laughs> making six dollars. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 units. We we work in units. Uh yeah, it's been uh run. Sorry, Bet 365.
0: <laughs> what are we gonna do about Shalm zero zero one? What are we gonna do? <laughs> They're, they got you on their Tomorrow morning mon- <laughs> Monday morning meeting They're saying Emails right now I want a report On my desk Of this guy's plays In the last Six weeks That's what they want From you Yeah So Anyway uh, ten. then ten. You love to see it So You know and He Owen did not Make a play on the ten
1: I said ten You did Oh okay I said ten.
0: Okay good 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 I'm happy to hear that. Um, So what we'll do in the picks on Thursday. Calum's been very hot. He'll be sticking with us. Um, Yeah.
2: Adam too. Adam's been hot too. Check out Alex's stories, please. Please. This is a plea from the bottom of my heart. Please go do it.
0: Yes. He's really been on fire. Um, and, And I don't even... You know, I think my favorite one was the stone face selfie with the leaning tower. I think that was the peak of this week. But the thing is, every day there's something. And he texted me something today. I didn't even respond because it was so niche. I just, I didn't even know what to say. The exact text I received was, wow, Clinique de Terre was unbelievable. Could spend a week there. I was like, don't know what that is. <laughs> and don't really want to Google it because. The Chargers are in the red zone. So there's nothing I can do. But yeah, shout out to him. Please go check the stories out. Um, But yeah, we'll be back Thursday. Hopefully we close the week strong on our picks. And yeah, we'll get to uh, Thursday morning. So talk to you then.